Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. music can only mean one thing. It's your boy Trav, aka 5-Minute Major, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the HV Pucks Podcast, powered by Capiche.com. This is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. So let's jump right into the opening face-off. I've said it countless times, both on the podcast and in conversations that I've had in real life. The Hudson Valley has officially become a hockey hotbed. We've produced three New York State champions since 2012. Players are routinely uh, receiving offers from top junior, prep school, and college programs. And lastly, the stands seem to be packed no matter where I go, whether it's Sportorama, Brewster Ice Arena, the Ice Hutch, Ice Time, Westchester Skating Academy, Rye Playland, Ebersol, Palisades, Bear Mountain, Homics or uh, the LaGrange Fieldhouse, uh, which happens to be the coldest rink on the planet, in my opinion. I have yet to watch a game at Murray's, but that's a story for another day. In addition to supporting all the teams in my area, I also follow hundreds of teams across New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. I'm always tweeting out hashtag pack the barn or hashtag support your local puck squad. The teams that I follow are always encouraging their fans to come out get rowdy, and make some noise. So when it comes time to drop the puck uh, around these parts, who answers the call? We're going to take a look at that during this week's Dump and Chase. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. This is Coach Berger of the Fox Lane Foxes, and you're listening to the HV Pucks Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. Now let's get right into the dump and chase. This week, I want to know who has the best fans in Section 1. I ran three separate polls over the course of a week. One poll for Rockland, one poll for Southern Westchester, and another for Northern Westchester slash Putnam County. In the Rockland poll, the North Rockland student section took first place with 39%. Clarkstown was second with 29% followed by Suffren with 27%, and last but certainly not least was Pearl River with 6%. In the Southern Westchester poll, White Plains took first place with 35%, Pelham was second with 30%, Scarsdale came in third at 22%, followed by Mamaroneck at 13%. In the Northern Westchester slash Putnam poll, Carmel was number one with 47% of the votes, followed by Brewtown at 35%. John Jay came in at third with 12%, and Cortland uh, was fourth with 7%. And my apologies to any student section who I may have left out of these polls. To be honest, that's the one thing I really dislike about doing polls is that someone always feels slighted or left off the list. Um, I got a few tweets related to this topic that I want to share real quickly. Um, At EvanCama7 said, Definitely the den... Suffern High School. Uh, at Jason One Reynolds said, Pelham's um, 
<clears throat> student section uh, is the greatest of all time. 50 plus students went to Buffalo. Just eliminates all competition. Hashtag um, pack the nest. Hashtag fear the bird. Jason One Reynolds also said, I'm hearing um, that this year's North Rockland roster is as legit as it gets, but is there fan section? Hashtag fear the bird. Hashtag not even rowdy. Hashtag protect the nest. In response to that tweet, at LittleBones3321 said, keep doubting us. At Joey LaRusso NR20 said, in response to Jason Reynolds' comment, bring Pelham to Sporto. At the boys of JJ Puck DM'd me and said, easily the tribe should be in the top section one crowds. At Edwitz15 said, where's the Pelham fans in the poll? We should get a plug for attendance. We pack the place every night. At LittleBones3321 said in response to my tweet about who has the best hockey fans in section one, he said, North Rockland, any game this year, the stands are going to be jumping. At Joey LaRusso, uh, NR20 said in response to at Little Bones 3321, North Rockland, number one team and number one student section. You're listening to the HV Pucks podcast, and we'll be right back after this. One of the things I enjoy the most about uh, hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, or fans to talk pucks. I recently had the chance to sit down with uh, head coach Charlie Berger of the Fox Lane Foxes. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by uh, Coach Charlie Berger of the uh, Fox Lane Foxes. He's taken a little bit of time out on a Sunday to speak with me, and I really appreciate it. Charlie, welcome to the show. Oh, Travis, thanks so much for having me, um, and thank you for all you do for hockey uh, in Section 1 and high school hockey in general, and it's a real pleasure to be here with you today. Well, thank you. Let's jump right in. Um, you know, the season started. We dropped the puck on the season um, this week, so can you describe your team in five words or less? Sure. Um, sportsmanlike. Talented, resilient, heart, team. I love it. Those are all great answers. That's exactly the kind of stuff that I want to hear. Hey, what excites you the most about this team? You know, every every year is an opportunity to kind of start over again. But what excites you the most about this particular team you have now? Yeah, you know, I think it's the potential. Um, it's a really good group of people. You know, we have a lot of character on the team. Um, and we have a lot of pieces to the hockey puzzle. We have a great senior goalie and Captain Will Brunner. Um, we have players who can score, players who can skate, players who are fast, and players who, who can hit. So I think the pins are all set up for us. You know, now it's time to go knock them down. 
And you you mentioned Will earlier. He was a guest on my uh, on my podcast last year, and I do appreciate that too. He was a great interview, great kid. Um, he re- he really really is. We're lucky to have him. So this is kind of a nice segue into my next question. So who are some of the players to watch on your squad? Sure. I mean, I think there's a lot. You know, it does start and goal with Will Bronner, our senior goalie, who had a good year last year. He's worked really hard, and we expect expect great things from him this year. He's looked really sharp so far. I think we have a top two lines that could score. You know, Jared Goldstein and Adam Mayrano lead the way, um, our two biggest returning scorers from last year. We have newcomer James Nemeth. Uh, Jack Ferguson, a senior captain, will be centering the second line. We have Henry Wallace, a newcomer, and we have Caitlin Brown, a returner. And then on defense, I'm excited about our four defensemen. You know, we have a shutdown pairing of Eric Mayrano and Max Rausch. Um, Eric is a senior captain. And then we also have kind of an offensive pairing of Charlie Della Pena and Jake Wollman, two freshmen who bring a lot of talent to the game. So I, this could be really exciting. Sounds like it's uh sounds like you're uh you know, you've got all the important pieces together like you said, and I'm looking forward to checking out the Foxes this year certainly um as the season rolls along. Um what would you say is the biggest game of the season for you guys? You know, it's cliché, but for us, it's every game. I mean, when you win two games last year and you're come in looking to grow every single game is huge. So we just have to focus on what's in front of us. Right now, the biggest game is Nyack. That's on Wednesday. Um, it's our first game of the year. And we actually have three games this week. So in the first week, we have the opportunity to win more games than we did all last year. So uh, that's what's in front of us. That's what we're focused on. And for us, right now, every game is a big game. Right. Like one, like you were just saying, one shift at a time, one period at a time, one game at a time. That's the right approach. Hey, what's the toughest, in your opinion, Coach, what's the toughest rink to play in? <laughs> That's a tough question. I mean, because it depends on your opponent, right? But um, as far as rinks go, I do not like going to the Palisades. It's a long drive. It's the third floor on the mall. There's a low ceiling. It's tough to coach in because there's literally pillars in the middle of the bench that you have to avoid. Yep. Uh, it's it's the only rink where the penalty box is on the opposite side of the benches, yep. so I can't talk to my player if he's in there. Um, and you know the film never comes out good either because there's not deep stands. And plus, they got rid of Cheeburger Cheeburger, which was my favorite part about going to that mall. Delicious <laughs> uh, veggie burgers there. But um, so it's safe to say I'm not a fan of that rink. Yeah, you and me both. I, I have to say. You know, at least in Rockland County, we, we you know, we only have two rinks, really. We got Sporto and we got the Palisades, and I, I hardly classify Palisades as a rink. You know, we have Bear Mountain, too, but that's only limited uh, to certain months. But uh, we're definitely in agreement on the Palisade uh, rink thing. Who is your biggest rival? It's Jajay. Um, you know, there's a physical border between our district and theirs. The schools have been rivals forever. And the atmosphere when we play them uh, is really just electric. Um, I love playing them because you know you're going up against a well-coached group, and it's never going to be easy. I mean, Coach Alex Smith does an incredible job over there, and uh, it's fun to play them, and everyone gets hyped up for that one. You know what? Let's We'll jump ahead to the question because uh, this ties in nicely to what you just said about John Jay. Can you tell us more about the Coach McLaughlin Memorial game? Yeah, I, I would love to. Um, you know, the game is played in honor of two men. Uh, Coach McLaughlin Sr. started the program at Fox Lane 
1999. He actually tried to start an ice hockey varsity team in Bedford for a long time, and he finally got going. Um, in the midst of that, he was diagnosed with cancer, and he continued to coach and led his team to a league championship in his first season while going through chemotherapy. I mean, that that's just so inspiring. Um, and to be honest, it, it makes me want to be a better coach, and it demands that anyone in this program completely dedicate themselves. Uh, coach McLaughlin sadly passed away later that year. Um, so we, we played a game in his honor. We also played in his son's honor, John McLaughlin Jr., who was known as Coach Mack, and who was a very good friend of mine. Um, I was lucky enough to coach with him for two years. He was a longtime assistant coach at Fox Lane, and he was the best. I mean, he developed incredible relationships with our players and had a great hockey mind, and he passed away in 2011 from pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. So we play this game in honor of both men, and yeah. I wish I could have met Coach McLaughlin Sr., um, and I'm certainly a better person and coach after working with Coach Mack. You know, I miss him and think of him often. And uh, we want to make them proud. Um, I want this memorial game to be a tradition that lasts as long as the hockey program does. Because the, what they accomplished getting this program going and what they do, did for the hockey players in this community cannot be forgotten. Um, so we play the game against John Jay every year because that was their favorite game to play against John Jay. Hmm. And this year it's uh, January 28th at 7.45 p.m. at Brewster Ice Arena. I'm pretty sure I have that on my calendar because I had the good fortune of seeing you play in that game last year. And, you know, again, before the game started, you gave the crowd a little bit of a history lesson, a little bit of a background on, on um, you know, why the game is played and its significance to you. So, again, it certainly touched me to hear you speak so highly of both those great men. Um, well, th thank you, Travis. I mean, it's, you know, to be a part of something so special um, and something that, uh, you know, has such a direct impact. I mean, the, pro the program wouldn't exist without these two men. It's just, uh, it's powerful, and um, I feel very privileged to be a part of it. Um, you mentioned, we'll jump back for a second, you mentioned the, the mall and making that long trip. What's one thing you need to bring with you on a team road trip? You're heading over to the mall, you're heading out somewhere to play. What's a must-have for Coach Berger on the bus? Um. Well, I guess if, if I'm eating, I, I have to have my soda and my pretzel. Uh, they do do good pretzels over there. So does Brewster. Uh, you can't you can't go wrong with a good pretzel and a soda. But uh, you, you need the video camera also. I mean, we film everything, uh, practices, games. We learn from watching our practices. We learn from watching games. Uh, film's the greatest teaching tool we have. Um, so I have to have my trusty little HD Panasonic, Panasonic with me. Beautiful, beautiful. Speaking of HD, I'm wrestling this morning with trying to hook up my, uh, I got a 65-inch 4K HD TV yesterday, and it's not, it's not cooperating with my DirecTV, it's not cooperating with my DirecTV box right now. So this was a welcome break from that, uh, that torture from this morning, but uh, either way. <laughs> well, I, I hope you got a good Black Friday deal. That sounds like great. I absolutely did, and I didn't have to go out and fight the crowds. They just went on Best Buy, click, 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 and they delivered it on Friday. Um, That's beautiful. What do you look for in a hockey player, Coach Berger? Um, <laughs> I think a willingness to dedicate themselves to the team um, and work hard, focus, uh, give effort every practice uh, you know we want players who are coachable um at fox lane we're always playing within a system so we look for the players who can best execute it you know it's certainly a big bonus when the player has been playing travel um since they were a little kid and brings a lot of talent but the most important thing is that they are a good person 
um, who is willing to learn and commit themselves. I love it. That's a great answer as well. Uh, in your opinion, you know, what makes a successful hockey coach? And I'm sure there might be some carryover to that, you know, from your previous answer. You know, this is something I think a lot about because I, I, I certainly I try to get better um, every day myself. Uh, so I think there's a lot of different ways to be successful. Um, ultimately, helping our players become responsible men and women by teaching them life lessons through the game of ice hockey is paramount. Um, but I think it's a successful coach is someone who puts their players in the best position possible to be successful on the ice. Um, they should have an eagerness to learn and get better, uh, a malleability in their coaching philosophies so they can bring systems and teaching styles that fit the players that they currently have and currently are on the team. Um, and someone who truly cares about their players, uh, you know, someone who's consistent and fair and I also think it takes the respect of one's players to truly be successful. And I think this is found through connection with the players, consistency, fairness, hard work, and dedication to the program you're running. I mean, and these are all all positive qualities, excellent qualities, and I think your team certainly emulate them. And it starts at the top with you. Um, what's the, I appreciate that. What's the biggest challenge you face as a coach? Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, look, the, the world of travel hockey has become such a business. Yep. You know, we lose players to travel teams and prep schools. It's it's a shame. Right. I mean, so many kids spend all their time chasing their college experience that they miss out on their high school experience. Right. I mean, while the high, the high school team doesn't provide the number of games and the same level competition as travel, but the experience of playing with your friends that you grew up with and playing in front of crowds, representing your school, I mean, that's something you're not going to find anywhere else. Um, so getting talented players to buy into this concept is tough, especially when they have travel coaches telling them different things and asking for $10,000 checks. Um, so, you know, it's usually after college that the players will come back and say, hey, I, I wish I dedicated myself more to hockey in high school or played for the team. Um, you know, in my opinion, Travis, these travel teams should just all be mandatory split seasons. I don't understand why we can't go August through October for even tier one take a break for high school right. and then pick up in March. I mean, that would allow for our players to have the same experience and not force kids to make a choice, which at the end of the day, isn't fair to our kids. Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent idea. You know, last year on the podcast, episode two, I talked about the differences between travel and high school. And I heard from people all over the state and a lot of people chimed in. You know, I know up in the Western New York area, a lot of the kids up there do that split where they'll play August through October and then they'll put the travel plans on hold and then uh, play for their high school. Because the recurring theme, regardless of who I heard from, is that you cannot replicate the feeling of playing in front of family, friends, and community for your high school by some anonymous travel tournament in Philadelphia or, you know, wherever you're going. So, um, there's no yeah, doubt, yeah. no doubt. Uh, what advice would you give someone who is interested in coaching? Um, yeah, I guess do, do it right. Um, and by that, I mean, go volunteer for coach Chaparelli at the Marinick or coach Shelling at Suffern or coach Witz at Pelham and learn from the absolute best. Um, cause those three are, and then take that knowledge and bring it to your own program. You know, um, I would say never stop learning. Uh, the most dedicated member of any team certainly needs to be the head coach. Um, view every failure as a chance to improve and get better, you know, learn from your mistakes. I mean, everyone knows I've made a ton and I try to learn from them. Um, 
and you know you also need to surround yourself with amazing coaches i mean our assistant coach at fox lane is joe costick coach costick is extremely dedicated he's knowledgeable he works hard and he really connects with the kids um and we're a great team me and him together you know fox lane wouldn't be in the strong position we are we are in now without him so find an incredible assistant coach and i think lastly you know while winning is important you have to teach character and teach the person um, as well as the player. Yeah, that's again, this this is exactly the kind of stuff that I like to hear because as a school counselor myself, you know, always talking to kids about their character and um, how their actions, you know, and, and their reputation, you know, that that's paramount. Um, how would you describe the state of hockey in Section 1? I think we have good hockey here. Uh, Pelham just won a state championship. You know, congratulations to Coach Witts. Uh, Mamarinick won it a few years ago. Congratulations to Coach Chaparelli and both those programs. Um, you know, the teams, those teams are the best of the best, and they're competing with other Section 1 teams. But even when we're not talking about the state championship-level teams, like, you know, Friday nights at Brewster, there's a ton of fans. I mean, there's the popularity in high schools across Section 1. Uh of hockey is strong and there's nothing like playing in front of a huge crowd i i'm a big fan of section one hockey i mean in my relatively short tenure here i've coached against two players in section one they're currently in the nhl with steve santini and brett pesci right and how cool is that how cool is that travis those players were playing on the ice with kids who not weren't necessarily travel players and didn't play in college and they were playing for you know sleepy hollow irvington and they were playing for jfk i mean it's incredible. Um, so I think that you know there's a lot of positives in Section One hockey, and um, you know I think I think it's just a great place to be. We are a hockey hotbed. I have said that before, and I, I, I firmly <laughs> stand by those words. All right, you know we're we're wrapping up here, Coach. But a couple more questions. But I want to turn it over to you. Is there anything else that we need to know about the the, the Foxes this year? Is there anything? I know we got the Coach Mac game. Memorial game in January. Was there anything else coming up that's exciting uh, that you want to share with us? You know, we have two things going on this year that uh, we're all really fired up about. Um, this coming week, we're heading down to Maryland uh, for an overnight trip, nice. and we're going to play Boys Latin, and we're going to play Loyola Blakefield. Um, and that's going to be a really big step for our program to go away and play two out-of-state teams um, who are very talented. Um, and then at the end of the year, we're going to play a game in the Barclays Center on February 5th against Pearl River. So we're going to go down, we're going to get to play a game I mean, at an NHL rink on NHL ice, and then we're going to the game that night. So, you know, I think those are some of the things that makes fo- being a part of the Fox Lane program so special. You know what? I just I just jotted down that February fifth date at Barclays because I have yet to be at Barclays, and I'd rather not go watch the Islanders as a Rangers fan. So, but I certainly would certainly would love to come down and watch the Foxes mix it up, mix it up with the uh, with the Pirates for sure. Uh, two more questions, Coach, and I'll let you go. Favorite professional player, past or present? Um. It's got to be Mark Messier, uh, you know, a classy guy, uh, comes to New York, ends up being the Messiah, leads the Rangers to the first Stanley Cup in 54 years. I mean, I'm a little kid watching that game, and it feels like yesterday. And, uh, you know, he did it through leadership and, and is also also on the ice with some huge goals and big spots. So, yeah, Mark Messier is an all-time legend. Great answer, great answer. And I don't know if, if it's going to be your, your answer for this too, but favorite professional team? Uh, 
Yeah, the Rangers. Um, I love Vigneault and the style uh, he has the club playing with. Uh, they do need to shoot the puck a little more on that power play. I think yeah. they have some more success. But it's a fun team to watch. Um, I love their style. And, uh, you know, it's always an amazing atmosphere going to a game in the Garden. Yes, I love Vigneault now. I didn't love Vigneault at the beginning of the year. I was I was putting a lot of stuff on Twitter, a lot of dumpster fire gifts, and a lot of a lot of pictures of Av with a goofy expression saying, "Well, we got some good looks. I'm tired of good looks. I want some goals, and I want a Stanley Cup. That's what I want." And I was actually in New York. I did four games at, at Ebersol. Friday uh, for the Guy Matthews Invitational Tournament. Then I shot down to uh, MSG and caught in a little original six action. Uh, our boy Zuccarello with the snipe in OT uh, put the Red Wings to put the Red Wings to bed. So that was good. Charlie, again, thank you so much for taking time out. Um, that was uh, head coach Charlie Berger of the Fox Lane Foxes, and uh, you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast. This is your boy Trav, aka Five Minute Major. Uh, and again, thanks again, Charlie. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Travis. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. The third episode for season two comes to an end. It's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. Stick Taps out to Clarkstown goalie Cam Chazen, who's a freshman, on earning his first varsity win in a 4-3 OT victory over West Seneca East in the coach Guy Matthews Thanksgiving Invitational Hockey Tournament. Stick taps out to Monroe Woodbury goalie Sam Stuber, who is a junior, on uh, earning his first varsity win and player of the game honors after a 2-1 victory over New Rochelle in the Guy Matthews Thanksgiving Invitational Hockey Tournament. Stick taps out to Cortland forward Brett Hansen, who is a senior, on recording his 100th career point on Sunday, November 26th versus Rytown Harrison in the Guy Matthews Thanksgiving Invitational Hockey Tournament. Stick taps out to the Oswego Buck Hockey Team for hosting Teal Night on Tuesday, November 28th versus Ithaca in honor of Mary Gosick, wife of Oswego State Hockey Coach Ed Gosick, who died this past spring from ovarian cancer. Puck drop was set for 7.30 p.m. and all proceeds were donated to her foundation entitled Peaceful Remedies. Stick taps out to uh, Joey uh, Kuzupoli of the Spencerport varsity hockey team who scored his first hat trick in a 4-2 victory over Geneva on Tuesday, November 28th. Joey has uh, scored five goals in his last two games. Stick taps out to uh, freshman goalie Gavin Buza or Gavin Buzza, I think it's Buza, <laughs> of the Liverpool varsity hockey team for recording 39 saves in his first ever high school start in a hard-fought 5-3 loss to Auburn on Tuesday, November 28th. 
Stick taps out to Clifton hockey coach Tom Danko on winning his 350th game in a 6-5 victory over rival Tenafly on Tuesday, November 28th. Stick taps out to Zach Tarantino of Wall Ice Hockey uh, for picking up his 100th career assist for the Knights in a 4-3 win over Monroe on November 29th. Stick taps out to sophomore goalie Angelo Zada of the North Rockland Raiders, who made 22 saves in an 8-1 win over rival White Plains on Thursday, November 30th. Stick taps out to the Baldwinsville hockey team for hosting an annual tournament in memory of Robert Bobby Conklin, a former Bees player. He passed away on November 10th in a tragic car accident on his way to uh, hockey tryouts back in uh, 1988, I believe. Bobby was a senior. He was captain of the hockey team at the time and also played lacrosse. So the Bees will take uh, take on the, uh, they took on the Syracuse Cougars, I should say, on Friday, December 1st at 5.30 p.m. at the Lysander Ice Rink, again in uh, Bobby's honor. Stick taps out to the Marist College hockey team for hosting their first ever Disable the Label Night in partnership with local chapters of Best Buddies and Autism Speaks. Fans came out to the Mid-Hudson Civic Center on Saturday, December 2nd at 4.15 to watch the Red Foxes take on the University of New Hampshire's Wildcats to raise awareness for these two very important causes. Stick taps out to the Cicero North Syracuse hockey team for hosting a Paint the Rink Purple game versus Fulton, uh, which is set to take off uh, on Tuesday, December 5th, with puck drop set for 7.30 p.m., All proceeds from the game and corresponding t-shirt sales will benefit the local American Cancer Society and the Cicero North Syracuse Relay for Life. Stick taps out to the Suffern Varsity Hockey Team for teaming up with uh, Viola Elementary School for their second annual pajama drive. All fans are encouraged to bring a child-sized pair of pajamas to the Mounties' next game, which will take place on Friday, December 8th at Sportorama versus New Rochelle. A puck drop for that game is set for 7:15. Stick taps out to head coach Ed Witts and his 2017 New York State Division II champion Pelham Pelicans varsity hockey team for hosting a huge tournament at the Ice Hutch in Mount Vernon. In total, 15 teams from the Hudson Valley and across uh, New York State face off against each other during the weekend of December 1st and the weekend of December 8th. Be sure to follow uh, the Pelham Memorial High School team's Twitter account at PMHS Varsity Puck for more info. You can also follow Ed. He's a great follow on Twitter at EdWitz15. Uh, and actually, it's going to be a onesie Sunday at uh, the Ice Hutch today as I will be uh, in the house for all four games that are going on. Um, puck drop uh, starts at 10.15 today. And I want to say it's Clarkstown. No, I'm sorry. It's Rye taking on West Seneca West uh, in the first game on Sunday. I'm super excited also to hang out with uh, Melissa Brody. You may know her as uh, the creative mind behind uh, At Icing the Fed, um, but I also refer to her as the queen of Federation hockey, so it's always great whenever I get a chance to hang out with Melissa. Stick taps out to the Arlington Club hockey team of the HVH, S-I-H-A, as they're set to face off against Washingtonville for a very good cause on Saturday, December 9th at the McCann Ice Arena in Poughkeepsie. Puck drop is set for 7 p.m. 
and all proceeds are to benefit uh, the Sparrow's Nest Hudson Valley, a local nonprofit that aims to serve homemade food to families who have been diagnosed with uh, cancer. To order a customized jersey or for more information, please visit the team's account on Twitter at Arlington Hockey, and you can also contact me for more info. And if you know of a player, coach, team, or hockey-related event or charity and would like them to receive stick taps in the future, again, you can tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. This is your boy Trav, and uh, you're listening to the HVPucks podcast. I'll be right back with some of my final thoughts after this. This is Tim Salamini, and you're listening to HV Pucks Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. As the final horn sounds on the third episode of Season 2, I want to let you know some of the topics for this season's future podcasts. So I uh, did some work this week on being a female hockey player. I was over at Brewster Ice Arena, uh, where they always treat me with nothing but respect um, they, they completely support my show. So again, stick taps out to, uh, Mr. Santini, Vinny, uh, Kevin, and the whole crew over there at Brewster Ice Arena, uh, because they really, you know, roll out the red carpet whenever I, uh, whenever I come in. So, uh, earlier, uh, in the week, I spent some time with Grace Lunder, goaltender for Byram Hills, uh, Caitlin Brown, forward, uh, slash defenseman. She's more of a utility player. For the Fox Lane Foxes, and then I sat down with four amazing young ladies um, from the Somers North Salem Sabers uh, hockey team. So I'm definitely going to be putting out an episode on being a female hockey player uh, in the near future. I have several other interviews still um, lined up to be done. Um, I'm also going to be doing an episode on who has the best jerseys. I'm really looking forward to that because uh, there's a ton of great-looking uniforms right here in the Hudson Valley, and I want to get some uh, some conversation going about that. Um, what's the best rink in the Hudson Valley? Now, I feel like I have to go to Murray's to at least experience a game there before I can kind of you know, do a, a podcast about this particular topic, but I definitely want to do something about uh, who has the best barn in, uh, in this area. I also really want to put together uh, the history of Hudson Valley hockey with Stefan Vallis and Mike Schoenbach. Both of them have a wealth of information related to uh, the history of our sport in this region. Um, and I also want to look at ways to expose kids to hockey and grow the sport more at a grassroots level. Uh, so I'm going to have Mike Benelli on the show as well because he's doing some really, really great things uh, in terms of getting kids uh, exposed to this great sport at an early age. And again, if there's any topics that you want me to address on the show, please tweet me at TravJack71 as I do this podcast for you. It's always great to see former players and alumni at games during Thanksgiving and during the holiday season, so I'm very excited to announce the addition of a Where Are They Now segment to the podcast. So any former Hudson Valley players, please tweet or DM me at TravJack71 if you want to come on. I actually recently interviewed uh, Tommy Spiro, a former Mamaroneck Tigers goaltender and uh, 2016 New York State Division I champion. Uh, we had a great time catching up, and uh, I look forward to having that and other interviews on future podcasts. Uh, as you know, if you've been following me on Twitter, I've been focusing more and more on Hudson Valley uh, college hockey, uh, teams like St. Thomas Aquinas, Marist, Army, Ramapo College, and Fordham. 
In fact, I recently had the opportunity to sit down with Brian Riley, who's a head coach for the Army West Point Black Knights uh, hockey team. My interview with him can be found on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and now Stitcher. Uh, Just search for the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast and download any of the episodes from Season 2 or any of the episodes from Season 1 for free. Uh, I'm also looking to have a recurring segment entitled From the Trainer's Room, which will focus on athlete health, safety, and nutrition. I recently spoke to a trainer from a local high school team, and she's agreed to come on. I'm super excited about that. And again, I always do this, but you know it's, it's very, very important to me. Before I sign off, I, I want to thank my beautiful wife, Marisol, and my two daughters, Juliana and Kayla, for their never-ending support, their love, their patience, and their understanding, because our family time definitely takes a hit over the next few months as I embark on another exciting hockey season. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TravJack71, on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major, and on Snapchat at 5 underscore min major. Uh, if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, please check out the EP Broken Walls by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore band, on Instagram at Fracture Official. Fracture Band Official on Facebook and www.fracture.com on the web. You know, one more thing I, I want to mention. Uh, I'm very excited about this too. I'm now part of the Grandstand Sports Network. You can find them on Twitter at Grandstand underscore SN. So again, that's the Grandstand Sports Network and they can be found on Twitter at Grandstand underscore SN. I'm also a contributing writer now to Hockey Clan, so you can find them at Hockey underscore Clan. Uh, I'm putting a website together. Actually, the folks, the the nice, the, the great folks at uh, Grandstand Sports Network are putting a website together um, where you'll be able to get my content, my podcast episodes, my Twitter feed, my Instagram feed, as well as anything that I write uh, for Hockey Clan should be able to be accessible uh, right there. So uh, again, thanks for listening. As always, this is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink.